0: And welcome back to another episode of the Hero Ball Podcast. My name is Richard Davidson, and I'm joined by Ethan Huffman and Elkin
1: Beltree. Guys, how are you doing today? Mm, good, lovely good. days, lovely days had by all.
2: Yeah, definitely got a niece's birthday party later on in the afternoon, so got a good day going on.
1: All right,
0: happy birthday to the niece. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you. Today, though. We're going to go ahead and we went through and did some over-unders last pod. Today, we're going to begin our uh, division breakdowns, division previews, and we're going to be starting out west with the Pacific Division, guys. Now, uh, which team do we want to start with? Which team do we want to begin to focus on inside of this division?
1: you got to start with the eventual champion, the Golden State Warriors.
0: Ah, the Golden
1: State Warriors <laughs> already locked in, Ethan. I mean, I I don't see a, a real path that I would feel comfortable if you made me pick something otherwise. So yeah, um, definitely Western Conference champions. I'd say the Boston Celtics have a decent matchup with them just because of the uh, amount of switchable wings they have, and you know the an, an ultimate bucket getter at the end of the end, end of the game, Kyrie Irving. You know. They might be the one team that if you put your best five and Warriors put their best five, you might have a better shooting lineup. Not 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 by any kind of big margin, but just the the big margin between Horford and Green is what like would maybe bring the them up to like you know catching up with Curry and Thompson, but definitely not as prolific. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we have to consider, though, the
0: DeMarcus Cousins factor inside of that lineup. If these two teams, Boston and Golden State, would eventually perhaps face each other in, in the finals, uh, you would imagine that DeMarcus Cousins, the big free agent acquisition for this team,
1: would be a big part of that. Yeah, but you don't know, because they might just keep rolling with that death line if they, uh, they like so much. That is true. It's really hard to it's really hard to project how this team's gonna want to play towards end of games, because I almost look at Demarcus Cousins as like just being a counterpunch. Like, oh, you want to play small with us? Okay, Demarcus, go out and punish everyone. Oh, yeah. you but then you go big with us too, and guess what? I'll still punish you. Like, yeah. one of those things. Like, he's 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 an interesting like counterpunch to everything they've done when he's not the first player you'd think of that would just mesh perfectly with the Warriors' play style.
0: It's true. But what I'm thinking is, like, DeMarcus Cousins isn't going to be, like, kind of like Melo's not okay coming off the bench. Like, DeMarcus Cousins probably isn't going to be, like, once he feels like he's healthy, he's probably expecting to be, you know, a starter and a finisher of games there in, uh, in Golden State. I don't envision him as... Being, you know, what, I'm just going to be like the sixth man, and uh, maybe I'll start, but but you know, I'll let the other guys finish. I don't envision that being something that he's okay with, or he'd be okay with, because he's trying to recoup his his value in free agency. He's going to want to be able to show teams, you know, I'm I'm just a good all around player. I'm back to where I was, and I'm helping the best team in the league finish games. Like those are things that I think that he would aspire to, and so I, I feel like he'd want to be in in those situations and wouldn't want to just be a counterpunch.
2: I mean, right. you, you never know, though. They could, I was always thinking of, like, culture. Culture in OKC versus culture in Golden State. It's just different, and I almost see it as, for the markets, it's like, put me in the positions where I'm going to look the best and succeed the best, and for some of those positions, might not be starting. He might have one of those roles, almost like a manager noble who wasn't a starter for the Spurs. But at the end of the day, if we knew that he would play a bunch of minutes. Because he's going to get in the groove of things, and as he gets better, and of course, I think it also depends on who they go against. I think Kerr is really going to watch out for that too, like their matchups.
1: And what what affects DeMarcus Cousins' career going more going forward? If if he's like shows that he's all the way back and he's fantastic, but if he's complaining about minutes with the Warriors and, and the eventual champion, that's not a good look for him, you know, like. Even because he like, Hey, you were brought here to help us, not like not, not not tear us down. And if like chemistry issues and you know, locker room problems persist when you're playing for the best team in the world, that's not a good look for you, even if you're at the peak of your powers. Yeah, but I'm just gonna you know, play counter here as well. Like,
0: that would be us on the outside looking in, saying, you know, This is what Demarcus Cousins this is the way he should be thinking this is the way that you know it will best recoup his free agency experience the next year but this but we're talking about DeMarcus thinking about how what would help DeMarcus out the most and for me I just view that as playing time and playing well in as for as much as I possibly can because the if DeMarcus Cousins did not go down with an injury he would have gotten a max contract offer this offseason he would have and so regardless with people knowing that he's that he can of the type of influence he can have in the locker room and how uh on the court his antics can you know be whatever they are but he's still such a good player that it does not matter so I feel like he just wants to show that he's back to where he was before
2: Mm -hmm. I think right now yeah but it's really hard to read them because if he was as predictable as we would have thought he was, I don't think I think we would have would have I think would have seen the Warriors signing. But no one saw that. And at this point, we gotta be prepared for anything from the markets.
0: That's true. That's true. Uh, so he was their big acquisition in the off season. Another one who I I think is a, a pretty sneaky play here. Uh, Jonas Drebko, Uh getting him, you know, as as they did when it when it became clear that Utah didn't really have plans for him. At a, I guess a monetary amount that mattered uh, money probably didn't factor in too much into this decision but Don going to the champions being another kind of stretch for play that they can throw out there it really just a, a beautiful fit for him and for them
1: yeah, it's all about getting competent backup minutes when you have such 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 great stars and You know, Jonas Jarevko is shown to be good basically everywhere he goes, but not great for anything. Um, We'll see, though. Like, he's basically going to be taking on that Caspi role. And it was interesting to see how horribly Caspi played last year when I thought he was going to work out so well. I was listening to the Dunt On podcast. I think it was them. They are talking about how much pressure it is to be known as a shooter when you're playing alongside Curry, Thompson, and Durant. And that no matter what, even if you're taking an open three, it's it's still like kind of nerve-wracking to think I'm taking a shot away from three of the best shooters of all time. And psychologically, I think that was actually a big factor for Omri Caspi. And I think that's one of the reasons why it didn't work out so well for him. I don't think he just forgot how to shoot the basketball.
0: Yeah, I, I do think he kind of fits that role a little bit, although it's, it's not quite the same because – uh, Drebko's more of the, more of a four than, than, than you know, Caspi was probably more of a, a three ish, or he's a wing player. Whereas Drebko's a little bit different. So they kind of are having a different kind of roster setup, which is weird because they began in both of their acquisitions, this, they shifted more towards the bigger side of things. Where in, in, in the press, they said, we want to make sure that we get younger, more athletic on the wing. That was their goal. And we really didn't see that take place. Instead, we just have these—at least in free agency—we we see these yeah. acquisitions.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. but I mean, for them, but we, but for them, we know what their rotation needs to be. Of what eight players, really, at most? Probably eight or nine. But even at eight, I think Steve Kerr feels comfortable at eight. Even sometimes, like playoffs, it goes down to seven, pretty much, because Steve Kerr likes leaving two or three starters on the floor. At all times and from there it's just you just need at least probably looking for three guys or just one guy who can join Livingston and Iguodala that's really what they but who's going to be there who's there going to be their backup center
1: I mean you're looking at it being like da- like Damian Jones Jordan Bell on, Kev- Looney. Kevin Looney like those guys yeah. are you're your, like those big rotation when the season starts and Damian Jones I think will either play his way out even before um, even before DeMarcus Cousins is back or he's done when DeMarcus Cousins gets back. And that's the way that's going to work. I mean, don't forget that Kevin Durant can slide for center minutes, you know, even like 10 minutes a game, especially against the lesser teams. It's like this team, this team has so many options. But yeah, I think the biggest problem is they don't have like a lot of, you know, like shooting guard to small forward depth. But does it really matter when you have Kevin Durant, who's going to play thirty-eight minutes a game or thirty-five minutes a game, and you have Quay Thompson, who's going to play thirty-five minutes a game? There's a lot less minutes to fill than if you're like a team like Sacramento or someone else that has like Buddy healed who, while well, can heal up a lot of minutes, he might need more breaks just to get like you know get back and, you know, hit, get out of his own head sometimes when you're playing not so great. These guys are superstars; they're they're fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, the only reason why you really, really desire to have that extra depth at that spot is just because of injury, especially because, well, if Kevin Durant goes down, that's just awful. Mm -hmm. Um, And because, you know, you're losing someone of that talent, but also just because of the Andre Iguodala uh, physical decline that we've, that we've seen uh, Mm -hmm. over the past couple of years. So, and obviously they tried to focus in that way with Jacob Evans in the draft Mm -hmm. and um, he'll, he'll be a body there. He'll be young. He'll be learning. Um, they still have not officially brought back uh, Pat McCaw, but he would he, they have not rescinded his restricted free agency um, You know, with, by taking the qualifying off, offer off the table. So we, we assume that he'll be back. So really it's Durant,
1: those two guys, Neguadala at that spot. And I want this to be brought to the audience. Uh, if if Pat McCaw or any restricted free agent has their qualifying offer, qualifying offer still on the table, to sign that player, you have to offer them three years. I think you can do two years in a player option if you wish. But I think that's a reason Pat McCall hasn't gotten any offers because it's a very small window of how much you'd want to pay him, probably not anywhere north of two, two or $3 million a year. And if you do that, the Warriors will probably re-sign him. Like it's one of those, it's one of those tricky things where you don't really want to pay him very much, and you don't want to pay him for three years, so no one's, no one's going for it. And I, so, like, I think he's eventually just going to come back at the qualifying offer, if not, maybe get like a a second year, like somewhat guaranteed or whatever, just because you know he's a he's a Warriors draft product. So, so that's that's the reason I think he's not getting signed as of now. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um. So th- that's, that's
0: basically the team that they got going on. They obviously uh, have, did not bring back Nick Young. JaVale McGee is out of the picture. And mm-hmm. Zaza Pachulia went to the uh, 2018-19 champion Detroit Pistons.
2: And that's probably good for the Warriors. A lot of uh, addition <laughs> by subtraction right there.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. Ja- JaVale still had his moments. Like, he, 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 played, he played a lot of solid minutes. I'll tell
2: you that, yeah. Like in the finals, in the playoffs, he did. Zaza, they had that first season when they had Zaza, and then it seemed like last season he did not see the floor as m- much. In the playoffs, mm-hmm. I didn't even think I saw him play any significant minutes in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, no, he uh, he was hurting too many of his own players, so you couldn't have it happen. <laughs> yeah, basically after that
0: whole issue with him and like Curry's knee partway through, I think they're like,
1: okay, Zaza, you are just going to be sitting on the bench. Don't even dress this. So Elkin, we, me, and Richard already did the uh, Western Conference over unders. We need to get your opinion here, buddy. Sixty two and a half. What are you taking here?
2: Um, if the Warriors are motivated, and if DeMarcus goes back and plays the way he's supposed to, I'll take the over. But yes. it all depends on me, like how motivated they are. Because last season the regular season, they looked so bored. That, yeah. that was my victory with that number.
1: Yeah, I I think in me and Rich's conversation, we basically said that once Demarcus Cousins comes back, because the Warriors know they can't resign him unless mm-hmm. he's terrible, and then if he's terrible, you don't want him. To, you probably don't want him back. <laughs> but yeah. everyone on that that Warriors team is going to try and get Demarcus Cousins paid. And I think like once he comes back and like is in shape again, like mm-hmm. that team's just going to rattle off wins because Demarcus is going to be getting plenty, plenty of minutes.
2: Yep. And then that means he's going to be doing a lot of work which gives the other starters some rest and they're going to be they're going to be good. So that's why I can see like they're going to get the over. And that's my Warriors take. There it is. All right.
1: Let's go ahead and move along. Do we do we want to go to the Clippers next or the Lakers? Just do let's skip to the Lakers. Let's go yeah. the way we think they're going to finish and I think we would agree yeah. the Lakers will be second yes. in this division. Okay.
2: Definitely. Uh the key sign in of course for the Lakers was One's Lance Stevenson and then that's about it. <laughs> That's all they needed.
1: Lance Stevenson. Lance. Uh, you yeah, know, so, so we got Lance, Javel, Rondo, and Beasley. Nice little us. Uh, we're we're missing one position for a starting lineup. And I think I think uh, that? I think small four is what we're looking uh, for here. So who could the is good and so S- Siv McKayluke, I think, fits that role. Uh you, <laughs> you read my mind. You read my mind. I think he's the shooting that that lineup needs. Man,
2: watch out. Good backup to Brandon Ingram.
1: That's right. So, LeBron is a Laker now, guys. We've uh, we've talked about this at length mm-hmm. um, this season. Unfortunately, it looks like it might be a wash in terms of, like, this team's potential to, like, you know, beat the Warriors, beat the Houston. But – as I've learned, you don't really count out LeBron just because he is the, you know, single best player in the league. And uh, for what's worth, every player that they signed, wow, odd to odd numbers and, like, like peculiar salaries, they all have something that is, is of value. Rondo, like, when he's engaged, playoff Rondo, solid defender and good facilitator. JaVale McGee just... Is one of those crazy, freaky, large humans that just gets in the way of people and himself, and the bees. Walking bucket, oh, like pretty efficient since it. his since his um like last Miami stand. He's been a pretty efficient player in limited minutes, and I think he's one of those guys you give a singular role. He can still be functional, and then obviously Lance, you know, deteriorating as a. Uh, as a playmaker and scorer, but I still think it has, it's physical enough to like rough up some people defensively. Um, he was yeah. pretty, he was pretty awful defensively
0: last year too.
1: I, I, I hear you, but he, he can rough someone up, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I, can, like, I, I still think like awesome. his, his impacts were positive for the Pacers in a lot yeah. of ways.
2: For me, it was the offense. Like for him, Is just that he still, even though sometimes he over dribbles and does his thing, but like, if he's on and distributes, if he's a guy with like six five. He does what he needs to do, he'll give you ten points. But then when he's off, as our as our GM said, sometimes he was the best player on the other team. <laughs> and that was the issue.
1: Yeah. But, fortunately LeBron's the, the great um yeah, like he, he takes away everyone's weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Except for defensive ones. He he kind of enables those.
2: <laughs> and then you gotta pick your poison. And of course though they brought in Guys that a lot of these guys I know you guys talk about the Memo Wagner. We're getting him on in and Isaac. Is it Isaac Bonga, is that how you say his name? Or
1: I don't know. This is a guy I'm not very familiar with. Like I was looking him up when I saw that we included him on the list of um new players. Because like mm-hmm. to be honest, like he is just one of those things. Like I'm not yeah. not 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 keen on the guy. I don't know yeah, what- He yeah, he was he was drafted the
0: second round uh, initially by the Sixers, traded to the Lakers. The Lakers really like him, but this would be more as a developmental future type of thing. Mm -hmm. I uh, I would envision him getting a lot of uh, minutes at whatever happens to be their G League affiliate, Um, just because you know you're just not going to find any time. This is honestly here's my biggest question mark with the Lakers other than how they're going to look like w- what type of offense they're going to run my biggest question mark is what is the rotation like here with with this team like if this is the question the same question I have for both Los Angeles teams who is going to be satisfied with sitting on the bench with these two teams I see with the Lakers I see Lou Aldang. I mean I I see Zubak, but you probably want to get him some minutes at center uh, when McGee's out. Uh, and then, other than that, it's a bunch of their young guys, which are players you would like to develop and and see if there's anything there to pair with you know your LeBron teams of the future. Oh. That's just my only question with the with the free agents that they brought in. Who's going to be fine with just riding the pine the whole the whole time? That that was my yeah. biggest thing. Is it Lance Stevenson yet? I don't know. If it is, he's just fine with that, then great, because he'll be a fun personality. But I just question that, because right now there are 18 players that they've got. Three of them are just camp invites. They're going to get rid of them, so they'll get down to 15. But I don't know. I just have a lot of uh, worry about the ability that uh, Luke Walton's going to have trying to manage all of the players on this roster and making sure people aren't unhappy.
1: Yeah, if you just look at it and you like try to identify the two players, like because ten man rotation is probably like the the extent most people ever go to. I mean, the the, the Raptors last year were like rocking a twelve man, which is incredibly impressive. But if you like say, okay, Rayshon Rondo and Lonzo Ball, those are your your two point guards. That 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 can work out. And there's really no other point guard unless yeah. you want to like throw out and consider LeBron. I yeah, mean, yeah, and then Bonga, and he's he's off to the side. He's not. He's playing this six game. eight. He's not a point
0: guard. But he is. He's a point guard.
1: No, he's not a point guard, though. He, he's
0: he's a point guard. He's <laughs> okay. listed as a point guard. That was that's what. The, anyways, he just got guard Maddie, on Magic Johnson got excited in the draft.
1: Okay, <laughs> gotcha. Okay, so KCP and Josh Hart—that's a heck of a shooting guard like slot. You know, good shooters like KCP can't do anything with the ball in his hands, but Josh Hart can do a little bit. But then you get got to consider Siv Luke and Lance Stevenson. Mm-hmm. They got to get some minutes too, and that's that's a little iffy there. You go to Small forward, and it's LeBron and um. <laughs> Your guy, like I'm looking for his name, Brandon Ingram. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, good luck finding Ingram enough minutes. He's gonna have to go down to the four where you're pile pile driving people with Kuzma and Michael Beasley. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's just not a lot of minutes to go around and it's gonna be tough. And in the center, like center's the one position where you could probably still bring someone in and not hurt anyone's minutes because there's not like a, a functional, like real center, but it's just gonna they're gonna rotate that in with like LeBron, Beasley, Kuzma, all these people they're just gonna play super I'm forgetting,
0: forgetting Mo Wagner. Like he's got to play some four or five, and you're not
1: quite sure. Oh, he's excu- gonna have to be exclusively like a five nominally because that guy is not gonna make it switch wise on fours. And with all the players on this team, you're not gonna. It's not gonna work out for him being a uh, anything. Like, I mean, he, I guess LeBron could guard the center and he could try and guard the four, but like he's gonna be the biggest guy on the floor. He's he's the center. Yeah. What, what
0: we found though is that there's just. Too many people, and no one, no one from that you mentioned is going to be you know, like saying, "You know what? I'm okay with just not playing today. I'm just suiting up." You need those Richard Jefferson, Channing Fry types.
1: Yeah, and I don't know. Let me ask you guys. Like, I guess I didn't think about this till now, but like you know, Kyle Kuzma honestly <laughs> reminds me a lot of Michael Beasley in the way he kind of plays. But you know, Michael Beasley just had a lot of hype, had a bigger hype train coming into the league, more or less. Hmm. Sadly, for me being out in the LA
0: region and having, um, you know, I wasn't able to watch tons of Lakers. So,
1: that's disappointing, buddy.
0: What's disappointing? I'm very and luckily they'll be on every single um, ESPN broadcast. ESPN yeah. broadcast this year, so oh, I'll be able good. to at least watch them this year. So that'll be fine.
2: So they have a death. They have a lot of deaths to get through. Uh, any any losses? Do you guys feel like? Could have been someone that could have kept around and would have made a good impact or kind of it's like, ah, they had to move on from those guys.
1: Brooke Lopez at what Mm -hmm. he got. That's a guy I would have rather had him.
2: Than Javel McGee.
1: No. Then Rondo or Lance. Like Yeah. Like he got like um he got what, four some odd million? Like he had the mid level exception from the Bucks, who I'm not mistaken. I'd rather Lance. I would rather I would have, have him play. just for purely minutes, minutes seating purposes yeah. at, at a big man position. Give him twenty minutes a game. You give, um, give. Uh, I can't get his name out. JaVale McGee, twenty minutes a game, and then you let your young, a young guy find like Mo, Mo Wagner find eight minutes, or like, and you can sp- spread it around a little bit differently too. But that's that's a great regular season move, and I don't, I just don't think Lance moves the moves the needle enough. Other than now, he's gonna irritate LeBron from the inside if anything, not the outside.
0: <sighs> what I, what I, what I think this team needs, you know, first of all, to answer your question, I think Julius Randle, um, Ooh, yeah. losing him uh, for the, the way that they kind of did, obviously when when you bring in LeBron, who's a 3-4, who I guess they want to make a three four five. you already have, um, you know, you already have Brandon Ingram, who's going to have to be flip-flopping there as well. And you already have Kyle Kuzma. Like, you were beginning to have some of the same issues, and it would have just been more inflamed at that location. So, obviously, I get what you had to move on from him. But it's kind of unfortunate that you moved on from him for nothing. And yeah. the, what you have to celebrate is Rondo. yeah. That's, that's the money that it, that it took to get him over there.
1: Yeah, and I would all like, like. I would actually rather have Randall than Lopez. It just Lopez seems like an easier and more like just because he can shoot. Fit mm-hmm. Randall kind of needs the ball more so. Mm-hmm. Like I would have rather had Randall. I would have gave Randall the Lance and Rondo money for one season and said, "Hey, just don't go anywhere. Stick around. If you work well with LeBron, we will pay you." Mm-hmm. That's, like that's what I would have liked to have seen. Because at that point, even if even if then he can leave. You would have bird rights on him, so you could still, like, if Kawhi wants to come to L.A., you can still sign Kawhi and then bring back Randall. You know, like, you have options there, and, like, I just, I don't know. I don't know if Randall just didn't, like, feel appreciated because, you know, LeBron basically is taking his position, <laughs> but yeah. whatever. Like, Randall would have been a fun fun experiment next to LeBron.
0: Last thing I want to mention, then we'll get Elkins uh, over under pick, and then we'll move on to the next team, is that – This is the team that needs to have a couple of injuries happen to them. Unfortunately, you do that, then it opens right up, and you got the rotation you need. Okay, jerk.
2: Wow, man. (laughs) Oh man, sorry about that.
0: I mean, we're we're gonna have the same conversation with the Clippers, but they got players who are going to get injured, so you don't really have to, you know, mention that. Uh, Elkin, over under. What do you think for uh, for this Lakers team? Forty eight and a half was was their line
2: i'm optimistic uh lebron's gonna get wins against the east and feed on the bottom feeders of his division which is going to be the clippers kings and Suns. and he's going to get the over on the
1: 48 and a half nice well no group think on this pod i tell you
0: good good (laughs) good yeah we we, we both had him at the over so we like diversity there Uh, Elkin, thank you very much clippers richard's team my my yeah. well yeah kind of yeah. like my team migrated out uh you know out west the Clippers you know obviously big loss uh DeAndre Jordan you know he he left I'm you know upset that on our dock here no one mentioned that
1: so. only in size he's only a loss in size yeah okay and and and
0: rebounds but to 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 you know fill that spot. They went and got Marcin Gortat. Austin Rivers got sent out to out east. Sorry, Doc, uh, but that's what ended up happening. Um, they also brought in Mike Scott, who Ethan
1: prepod said he forgot that trans that, that transaction occurred, which I'm ashamed of because Mike Scott's one of like my like random dudes. Like he's not, he's not on like the random dudes or guys I love, but he's on the list of random dudes. I get in the eighth or ninth round of the NBA fantasy drafts or mock drafts things on uh, on 2K. So, mm-hmm.
0: and he also got uh, Luke Richard Bahamute. Um, gave him the deal that most people think the that the Rockets should have given him, but oh well, yeah. uh, he goes there. They also drafted uh, Shagel Joseph Gil- Gil- Alexander, Jerome Robinson. So a couple of guards, maybe over the future there. They also lost Sam Decker for literally nothing. Um and is that a loss? I mean, I would I would say, I mean we will we will say no just because in the moment they got some Laker syndrome where they have too many people. Just too many. They literally had too many people, so they had to just give him away to to Cleveland. Um
1: anyways. Willie Reed as
0: well. Gone. Yes.
1: Willie Reed. My guy. All right. Ma'am. So this team, it's an interesting hodgepodge, John. Like they don't really have anything that that resembles like, okay, this is the core moving forward. It's such a uh, such a flimsy situation here because everyone's on pretty short term contracts, and every no one is really just I don't know. Like, yeah, Lou Williams, who showed himself to be like the leader of this team, got like eight million dollars a year on his extension, and then you got. Tobias Harris, the best player on the team, is hey. is uh you know going to be expiring at the end of the year, and he might not want to stick around. He might have interest going elsewhere. And then uh, your highest paid player, Daniel Gonari, is a classic "I play half the games" kind of guy. So um, I don't know, boys. Like, really, like it's a, such an interesting mix of hey, Gilda Alexander and Jerome Robinson, backcourt of the future. Yeah, paired with. Two players like Patrick Beverly and Lou Williams, who are backcourt guys of the now and pretty valuable in the trade market. And might I add, Avery Bradley. Yeah, uh, sure. Goodness. I mean like I mean I like yeah. Avery Bradley. I just They paid him
0: twelve million dollars more than Lou Williams. So yeah, which is, Lou Williams is so much better. What I'm saying is that, like again, like the Lakers, they have a log jam. And <laughs> it's gonna be really interesting. Although what I would definitely say is that this team is going to have more movable pieces for sure. Mm. I, think, I think you're going to be able to trade a lot of these guys off for, you know, because they're expirings and they're actually helpful players. Sorry, Lance. Uh, sorry, Rondo. Like, like they're going to be helpful players for other teams. I feel, that, feel have, like it's easier to trade them.
2: Do they have their draft picks for next year?
0: Um, that was an interesting uh, question. So here, here's, here's what's going on with the Clippers. It is um, w- protected one through fourteen. So if they miss the playoffs, they get to hold on to their first round pick.
2: That's what I was. That's what I was thinking. I'm thinking this might be the year. Looks like a team that's ready to see what they got in young prospects. Play them, but also part of me. This looks like a team seeing all these shorter contracts. Ethan, I think well. Yeah, you got brought up that there's not really anyone. You're like, right, who's who's our building block? Feels like a team that's ready to change location as well. Ooh, that's. I mean,
1: are we going to Seattle?
2: They're gonna go somewhere. I think it was brought up. It was brought up that even in I was listening to one of the Bill Simmons podcasts that even during a time in which pretty much Kobe and the Lakers just crashed, and we had the Chris Paul Lob City era. You never felt like the Clippers were the most popular team in Los Angeles. You still felt like it was the Lakers, and now they're trending the opposite way. Bomber may be like, uh, "What am I doing here? Who knows?" And he spoke up, not just Seattle, but even Las Vegas, getting the team out there in Las Vegas. So I can see that happening, but probably not this year. It's just yeah, yeah. I'll tell you the truth. Like I don't like this team that much. I mean, there could be some lineups that are interesting. I was looking at some lines they can throw out, because I love me some Tobias Harris watching the Willens play. But then you got guys like Gallinari, Bradley, Beverly, who are likely going to get injured at some point, mm-hmm. one of those three. So, like, what am I supposed to expect?
0: Well, you, you're supposed to expect that when those injuries happen, they'll be able to just continue playing with the rest of their guys, and it'll be a much smoother rotation, and they won't have to worry about, you know, complaining or anything.
2: I'm um, probably going to... They're probably gonna trade for more Pistons guys. No one are They'll go for Galloway. They'll help you guys oh, out. Oh please, They'll-
0: let's do it. Trade. <laughs> we'll, we'll trade Galloway straight up for Milos. Please.
2: You would do that. that
0: I would was- do that in a
1: heartbeat. Why not just get Patrick Beverly? Well, is that, is that what will, not, will not work with money reason? No, no. It it it's fine. I mean, if the Clippers are willing to take on an extra
0: million, that's fine. Um, I mean, we could do Patrick Beverly. I just personally like
1: Milos a lot. Yeah, but he's not gonna help you. He's not gonna help you upset the ones in the in the East. Hmm. Fair. I'll, I'll. Yeah, for sure.
0: I mean, I'll take Beverly. Although I will tell you that the Clippers in no way will do that because that's money locked up next year. So it's true. Never, it's never happened.
2: I'm doing my Clippers preview, and I'm willing to go down to the projection. Well,
0: well yeah. So they want. They're at 35 and a half. Um, Elkins over under. What do you think?
2: Taking the under. I'm sinking down. Going down with the ship, yeah. it down.
1: I I agree, buddy. Uh, we all th- put those together. I think it's just going to be a trade. It's trade season in in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. I mean, and I, I have, just yeah, they imagine. have the
2: pieces too. Like looking at their roster, they have guys here and there. They're like, if a contender team or a playoff team, were trying to make a small run, you trade for that guy. Like
1: yeah,
2: I, I, you see like a like a Beverly. I know it's coming off an injury, but even like Tobias Harris. Because Tobias Harris, you guys said he's expiring, right?
0: Yes, but I think that that's someone that they would like to retain if they could. Like of all the people on their yeah. team, he's a type of player. Like, you know, he's young enough. He's uh, he, he's a solid player. We would like to retain him. They offered him. I mean, they offered him an, uh, an extension, but it yeah, just the amount that they could offer him wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's kind of like a hey, this is as much as we can give you. We'd like to keep you, but we understand. And then he's. You know, he declined it so that in the offseason, they'll, they'll offer him more probably,
1: most likely.
2: Man, but Tobias Harris, put him on a contending team. I love that for him to play on a winning team.
1: Like wouldn't, wouldn't it be great if he was playing for the Grizzlies instead of Chandler Parsons? Mm. Oh,
2: Chandler Parsons.
1: I mean, the money doesn't work, but like just in terms of fit and skill set. Yeah. Like, teams like that, that are, like, the outside looking and that don't have or, like, legitimate, this guy's going to win us a game by himself superstar. Like, you could put him on a team that has, like, a, a nice core in place and you could see something – like, it, w- it wouldn't be the same. but Like, like what the Pistons did, where, like, there's no, like, just grand- – like, Chauncey Billups was a star, no doubt. But, like, and Rasheed Wallace was super talented without, like, all the statistical, like, um, productions – uh, but like it was, it was just a great, great team, and he Tobias Harris. I feel like could be that like you know fifth place. He wouldn't be the de- defensive star rotation on principles, but he could play that kind of role or a Rip Hamilton role. Like he could be right in that mix. But I don't, I don't know how how the Clippers would feel about trading him when they probably want to retain him. If they didn't want to retain Tobias Harris, I think Michael Porter Jr. would be on this team.
2: Hmm.
0: Another thing. Both these L.A. teams, how welcoming do you think they are going to be to the Kawhi Leonard Toronto Raptors whenever the Raptors come to visit this year?
1: I, I think the Raptors beat the Clippers by 50. Well, I know, but like – Actually, like, no. no, no like the Clippers crowd. Are... Oh.
0: The <laughs> like, 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 like crowd, you know, you're going to start Kawhi chance in the middle of the third
1: quarter after it. You know. Oh, that's
2: Lakers crowd right there. The Lakers crowd is going to do that. <laughs>
1: It's gonna be like Gordon Hayward when he was visiting Boston in, from Utah. <laughs> the, the Clippers are gonna be like uh, if if anyone were to like boo Kawhi Leonard at all
0: during the game, like security's gonna like they already got rid of um, you know Bruce Bowen. Bruce Bowen. They're gonna be like, whoa, get that guy out of here. They're gonna just boot people from the game and like rescind their season tickets and stuff.
1: That's funny. Um, quick last note. Carlos Delfino, six hundred and fifty thousand dollars guaranteed this year. Um, from a Whoa. wave and stretch. How about that, guys? Ooh, Carl,
0: oh. my man, Carlos Delfino.
2: Carlos Delfino, Delfino uh, is, Detroit Pistons legend.
0: Yeah, I briefly Buck's legend. I briefly mentioned him on the nostalgia podcast. So just a, a another yeah. plug for that one. Go back, listen to it. It was good. Oh. Um All right. so here's where so you guys have been going so far about how you envision teams will finish. Uh, I'm curious as to what you think. Who you think the next team and what will, will be in this? Because I know what I think.
2: I'm thinking. I'm going Suns. Mm-mm. I'm going.
1: I, I I'm mean, I don't in. know. I don't know who to pick for 21 wins and who to pick for 22. I'm
2: Listen. going for the Suns. Getting a little team <laughs> better than the Kings.
1: I, I have strong feelings on this,
0: as as was said in the over under podcast. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I am a I am a firm believer that the Phoenix Suns will be worse than the Sacramento Kings.
2: I disagree with that statement.
0: That's fine. I'm, I'm out number I'm out number two to ones. So let's go ahead and talk about the Suns.
1: I just don't uh, think it's discernible.
2: <laughs> it's, just, it's just for me, and I felt like the Suns got better. And besides getting Marvin Bagley, how else have the Kings gotten better?
0: The Kings won twenty seven games last year. And did not actively get worse. And they have no incentive to tank.
1: If I don't, rem- if I don't misremember, I think the Kings had the w- like worst point differential in the league and just happened to win some games. <laughs> no, let's go ahead and get the basketball reference
0: going. Yeah, we're gonna going to pull this up.
1: But, like, I think so that's I mean- right. And that's the problem with no matter how like, no how you want to slice it. Like this team had a tip dunk win against the Heat that I cried over.
2: Uh, yep, I remember that one. Yeah, De'Aaron it was Fox. cool
1: though. De'Aaron Fox getting that that was that was really that was really cool. Listen, so for gr- me, gritting out some games, no. sh- showing toughness as you move into the next you know, the next year.
2: That is a good trait though to have. So their mar-
1: their margin of victory was minus six point nine nine, and that was ranked twenty eighth in the league. So not quite the bottom in point differential.
2: Who was the bottom? I don't know.
1: Yeah. I'm just looking at
0: their pa- team page. Having... Mm. it. probably was the Suns. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I'm
2: ready <laughs> for it. It probably <laughs> but okay. Okay. was. So okay. was no, so For me, with the Suns, you obviously get Aiton, you get Bridges. You get an Ariza. I like me some Rashawn Holmes. I don't know how you guys feel about Rashawn Holmes. I like him giving me some small minutes, like 10,
1: 15 he's, he's, minutes. He's a knockoff Willie Reed.
2: Wow. Wow. Guy, he still likes Willie Reed. You don't I know do. what the team he plays on anymore.
1: And he doesn't play on any team. <laughs>
2: but I like that. And with the Kings, I'm just here. I'm just gonna go ahead and do both of them. I'm gonna go ahead and just do go both ahead. of the Kings and son With the Kings, I do like Marvin Bagley. I'll say this: Marvin Bagley is probably gonna be the guy who he's probably gonna get you like 19 and 10, just based wow. on. Yeah, I mean, just based on who else is gonna do most of the uh, most of them, but. One thing I do – I will say, I do like – there's some of the young guys on the Kings that I, I really do like. I like Darren Fox. I like – was it Bogdanovich? Is that his name?
1: Yeah. Bogdan.
2: I like – I really liked him on the Kings, man. He's, like, he's a Yeah, he's a fun guy. He knows what he's doing out there. And, like, and if you can get those guys, keep going more back. Like, I like what they have. It's just right now I feel like the Suns are – and the Suns, for me, have a bona fide superstar. I well upper level star. I'll go upper level star and one Devin Booker.
1: I mean, the Kings got defensive superstar, Willie cauley Stein.
2: True, at least we in should have never David been Booker. selected onto the Kings, but that's another story. But and, I mean, the Kings, like-
1: Scalabissier, Scalabissier, yeah. buddy.
2: Oh, so it's Ethan swinging over to the Kings, maybe. Well, no,
1: I, I just like the Kings more because they have a bunch of players I like. And I think Buddy Hield's gonna score 20 points a game this year, but I, I think they'll
2: be a fun team to watch. I definitely. I, Guys, I just, they, they both stink. Go ahead, Richard. What you think? What you thinking?
0: Margin of victory for the Suns was the worst in the league.
2: Uh, they, but they
1: also lost by sixty to the Blazers on the first day.
2: Yeah, I mean, come on, come on. That that <laughs> that t- that's an outlier. They kept out the data, Richard. They
1: had the
0: worst <laughs> offensive rating and the worst defensive rating in the league.
1: But now they have DeAndre Ayton. I, I and Trevor Arisa. And Mikael okay. Bridges. Trevor Rees is <laughs> getting traded to the Lakers at some point. Lance Stevenson and Rajon Ronda for Trevor Rees. Man, those guys are going to be so sad when that
0: happens. Oh, man, that's funny. No.
2: But, but who knows, like If the Suns were to get a Devin Booker injury, man, that for me would just – at that point, because they have an incentive to keep to have another bad season. Let's be, exactly. be honest. The Suns exactly. have that incentive – they can get like a top pick and those some of those top three guys in the upcoming draft. That'll work out for them. Uh, whereas the Kings, they don't have their pick, do they?
0: Kings nope. do not have their pick at is it, all.
2: Was well, it Celt- No, it's not Celtics. Is it? I
0: it's, think it is, is, it's it Celtics, is. Celtics unless it's the first pick, then it goes to the
1: Sixers.
2: Because hmm. was that the Stauskas tra- uh, trade?
1: Yeah. I, oh. I I thought it went to the Celtics I What? Because the Sixers got the Lakers pick this year. or something. Was
0: like it? I according Thank I just you. went on the real GM page and they were they were talking protections. I don't know why they would mention protections. That's uh, fair. That's for a the, for the Sixers. Point. So that I mean we can take we can think mm-hmm. about that and maybe let you know on the next pod. We we'll probably just will forget and never mind. But uh, probably. Yeah, the point is they don't have it. There's no incentive for them to be bad um, like there is for the Suns. And that's, for me, what separates these two teams. I think that they're both awful teams. Uh, oh, I, think, oh, wow. I think that they're not ready yet.
1: Mind
2: you, they both might lose four more games. LeBron in that division... It's probably going to cost them a, a few games here and there.
0: Yeah, but it's not – I mean, it's going to cost each team, like, evenly. Like, neither team yeah. is going to – like, the Kings or the Suns aren't going to, like, magically be better than,
1: you know, the LeBron-led Lakers. Well, here's what I thought. Like, this, the Kings over-under was 25-and-a-half. Mm-hmm. And I don't think either team crosses that. And the Suns over-under is 28-and-a-half. You, you, I know, Richard, you like the Kings over – but I, I don't. I mean,
0: I, not that I like the Kings. First of all, we, we've gone into depth about how I feel about Marvin Bagley. Like
1: you don't think he's good? I don't think he's good.
0: You think he's in fact bad. I do think that it's a great thing for them to have him with another strong lefty uh, as a mentor over there, over there in Sacramento. I do think that's helpful.
1: Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph.
0: About? I'm speaking with Zach Randolph. That that's good. But I don't like him. I don't. I don't hmm. like. I don't. I don't like Marvin Bagley.
1: I don't think he's I, Oh there. boy! Uh, here we go. And my best, Mar- um, best Levar Ball. Um, Dan, I can't think of the word. Take no, impression. impression. You are a hater.
0: <laughs> Listen, I, I don't know. I, I. This is how I thought of it, and everything that we've seen up to this point has literally only reinforced that idea that I've had. The, the narrative that I've had in my mind.
1: Yeah. So. I, I don't disagree. Um, <laughs> All right. well, by, the, by the way, that George King, uh, two way player out of uh out of university of Colorado. Is, is he going to make any moves? That, that's, that's an inside joke for the uh, for the listeners there. I, we were talking, like, do we need to mention George King? And so I oh I, I, wanted, I wanted to get him a mention on the pod. Yeah, I was going
0: to say, like, yeah. we, 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 we intentionally left him off. We had a debate and <laughs> discussion. Is
1: he worthy? He got drafted hey, in the 59th hey. slot. No, let's leave him off. Mike James, not that Mike James. We We left him off last year, and he made a contribution early in the season. And then immediately really? got cut. Because, because he was too good.
2: He was, he was too
0: good. Then he got picked up nowhere. He's literally not an NBA player anymore.
1: <laughs> Some would say he never was.
2: Okay, let me go ahead. I'll give you my my uh, my over unders. I'm gonna go both Suns and
1: Kings. I'm picking the under. There we go. It's 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 marked in red paint, as it were. But you but you think you think that the Kings
2: are gonna be worse?
0: Are gonna be. Are going to be worse than the Suns.
2: Yeah, right. Uh, so yeah. I'm going both for the under, but I think the Kings are still going to be worse.
1: Okay, well, I I can't pick who's going to win 24 games and who's going to win 23. I just can't. I can't make up my mind. So I I shoe this pick. I just yeah. know they're both going to go under. That's weak. That's a weak sports take, Ethan. It's fine. <laughs> uh, okay. I got plenty of good ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there any players that we haven't mentioned from these rosters that we're actually super excited about? Because I have a a certain guard that uh, Richard hasn't mentioned yet that I know he wants to talk about. Elliot Coco,
0: I'm ready for it. I'm ready for when um. I did, Brandon. (laughs) I'm ready for when Brandon Knight is um. You know injured or or whatever they try to figure out what's going on with him and they give the reins to rookie point guard, Elliot Kobo who let me just be clear will probably not be good this year and will probably not contribute to winning basketball, which Oh wait is the point of the Suns this year. So uh, just reinforcing my narrative, although I do like him, I think he's going to be good. Uh, You know, French lefty and um, what a steep, what a steal at the top of the second round.
1: I, we want to talk about Yogi Ferrell going to the Kings?
0: Mm-hmm. And this
1: backs up Richard's point of yes, um, competency from the King. Because uh, Yogi Ferrell, I think him and Frank Mason have a lot in common in terms of how their paths in the NBA will fare. But Yogi's already made made the steps he needs to to be an effective player. Where Frank Mason, we're still waiting on him to put it together. He's only played one year, so we gotta keep that in mind. But he hit mm-hmm. that wall and then. From what I saw in Summer League, he ran the team, but he didn't look like he was done with Summer League. You know, he he didn't have that that those moments of like, yeah, I'm better than this this going on. And that 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 does concern me just a hair. So with that in mind, like Yogi Ferrell is is my fear for the over with the Kings, but not enough. Sway yourself, Ethan. Sway yourself. I, I don't wanna sway myself. Like, I I think it's, like, this This Kings team is the worst because I like so many other players. Why do they got to do this to me? I like so many of the Kings players. Like, when Frank Mason was a freshman at Kansas, I liked him. And, like, he stayed four years. Like, I didn't think that would happen. Just like I, I looked at him like, all right, he's, he's good enough. He's, he's going to want to go get paid. But, no, he wanted to try and win a national championship for Kansas. I mean, it didn't work out. And, like, Yogi Ferrell, I like him. De'Aaron Fox, I like him. Bogdan, I like him. But Buddy, uh, Buddy Heald, I love him. <laughs> ben McLemore back in the day, I like him too. <laughs> that's true. That's I'm true. Just, okay, Iman Sharpert, hate him. Justin yeah. Jackson, like yeah. him. Wayne Gabriel, trash. Nani Belita, no opinion. Marvin Bagley, nah, I don't care.
0: The resurgence of Harry Giles.
1: Harry Giles, Ooh. tantalizing prospect. But then we got Scalabissier. I mm-hmm. love him so much. Deontay Davis, I like him too. He's another one of my guys. And Willie Goy like my favorite. So come on, Ethan. Pound me over. I, I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. Could, couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. <laughs> My goodness. And even Zach Randolph, highest paid player on the team. I liked him a lot when he played for Memphis. So he reminds me of how I play basketball now. Slow and not very good. Wow. With that, guys, are we done with the Pacific? I think we are.
2: Who are we
0: talking about next? Who are we talking about next
1: next time? I don't know. I have a podcast in our plans pending with with um, Jake Wine to do the uh, Eastern. Uh, what is it? The Atlantic Division with the mm-hmm. Celtics and those teams. Okay. Um. So I don't know when that's gonna do because we haven't walked down a time to record yet. But now we can go anywhere. We could do your your division, guys. We could talk Pacers and Pistons and. Cavs
2: going central, good. Uh, division winning Pacers. Got gotcha. <laughs> it. All right. Well, I'm I'm good on uh, continuing the podcast. I am all out. I'm all done with the Pacific Division.
0: All right. Well, we'll see you later, guys. Hey, okay,
1: bye. Uh-huh.